Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today I have some New Year's resolutions. Now, I'm going to be trying to lose some weight. I'm going to get my money in a better place. Now, I can hear your thoughts that I'm just boring and basic, but you know what? So one of my other resolutions is to give you a better mix of content for 2021. Now, I had started the show just by teaching the basics of finance and money management, but then I had gotten into a cycle of doing almost exclusively interviews for several months. So I want to give y'all a good mixture of me explaining things to you, some interviews, some teachable moments, some more book reviews, and some episodes like today, where I'm just going to take some time and answer a very common finance question. If you have any thoughts or opinions on my episode structures, I would love to hear your input. Feel free to send me an email or reach out on Twitter. Those links are going to be in the description below and at the end of the episode. So with that out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about the subject of today's show. Today, we're going to answer two questions. What are you agreeing to when you co-sign a loan and should you do it? You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host. All right, so... Co-signing a loan is typically something you either hear from a lender or a car salesman. Alternatively, and this is where we're going to focus our attention here today, you may get asked by a friend if you'd co-sign on their loan. So let's address something from the get-go here. There are multiple parties involved in any loan. You have a lender and you have a borrower. Now, sometimes the term lender and borrower can be plural. There can be multiple lenders and there can be multiple borrowers. It just depends on the situation. So, among other categories, you have a third, which we're going to talk about today, which is a guarantor. Now, a guarantor is not necessarily a borrower, but they're there as a safety net for the lender. Simply put, a guarantor agrees that, while they aren't the borrower, they will repay the loan if the borrower cannot for whatever reason. This is why they're called guarantors, because they are guaranteeing that the loan will be paid, even if they have to do it themselves. So let's talk about some pros and cons about co-signing on a loan. The good thing about co-signing on a loan is that you are actively helping somebody to get and improve their credit. If your kids need you to co-sign for a car loan or maybe their student loans, for example, you are enabling them not only to get the car or the education, but it is going to show up on their credit and therefore help them build their credit history and their score for the next time they're going to need to get a loan. Now, unfortunately, we also have to talk about the bad stuff. Now, there are several layers to the negatives associated with co-signing a loan. First off, the loan will show up on your credit report. Since you can be held responsible for paying the loan, it will show up on your credit report, and the lenders will have to assume that you will have to pay that note just for them to feel safe. So, what does that mean? Now, I deal with this personally all the time, because as you all know, I'm a credit analyst. So hypothetically, if you wanted to go start a business and you go to a bank for a loan, 
you're going to give all your documents to a lender. That lender is going to give everything to a credit analyst who's going to come back and give a detailed report on whether or not you should get the loan. Now, one of the things that your bank is going to get is they're going to pull your credit. So your credit analyst is going to see that loan that you're co-signing for on your credit. Unfortunately, then they're going to have to include that debt on all of your stuff. Most notably, this is going to hit you on your debt to income ratio. So if you're planning to buy a house, that's where this is going to really hurt you here. And your analyst will also have to assume that you are going to have to pay that debt because in the worst case scenario, you will be paying that debt. So if you know that you're going to need to get a loan for yourself in the future, I wouldn't recommend co-signing on anything. Whether you're going to buy a car, buy a house, start a business, being a co-signer on someone else's loan is going to directly hurt your chances of getting that loan. Or even if you get the loan, you're likely going to get hit with a higher interest rate. The next thing is that it is almost impossible to get you removed as a guarantor. Once a bank has you sign on the dotted line that says, I'll pay this loan even if they don't, there is zero benefit for the bank to release you as a guarantor. All it does is weaken their position. If you look at it from their side, you're going from having two people promise to pay this loan to now there's just one person promising to pay this loan. In banker's math here, two is better than one. The last thing here is easily the worst thing. Co-signing a loan can potentially ruin your credit. If the person you are trying to help misses a payment, well, that means you missed a payment because you promise to pay if they don't pay. If the person makes a payment late, guess what? You made the payment late. This loan, because it's on your credit report, will show equally on your credit report and the borrower's credit report. And as we talked about with that last negative, if you end up seeing that the borrower is falling on hard times and you want to stop being a guarantor, there really isn't anything you can do. In fact, the borrower can potentially get the loan and then not pay the loan at all, like not even payment number one. Sure, their credit is also going to get wrecked by that. But keep in mind that if their credit was so bad that the bank required them to go find a cosigner before they would even close the loan, that borrower is going to get burned far less than you will get burned. Overall, my thoughts on cosigning are this. If you want to help someone get the loan... That's noble and kind of you, but you need to understand both the risks and the responsibility of the borrower that is asking for you to sign. You need to know and you need to recognize that you will be expected to pay the loan if the borrower does not. So that's just something to think about. Something else to think about. The bank saw something in that person's documents. When they wanted to get the loan, they went to the bank, they gave them all the documents, they pulled the credit... And somewhere in all of that, the bank saw something that made them request, hey, you've got to get a cosigner or we're not doing this loan. So if you don't know what that thing is, you might be in for a nasty surprise halfway through the loan. Personally, I would never cosign a loan for somebody. I think there's just too much risk for absolutely no benefit for me. Now, I understand that that sounds cold, but you do not get a benefit besides the joy of helping someone else buy something. It's just, for me, the risk-reward balance is just way too lopsided for me to get comfortable with it. If you want them to get something, give them another $500 for their down payment. 
don't co-sign the loan. Something my dad actually used to say is that if you're going to co-sign a loan, you might as well just start making those payments because as soon as they stop, you have to. And that's what you're agreeing to. And so with that, that's today's episode. I decided to do something a little bit different and just answer a single question as opposed to explaining a different topic. So if y'all like the format of me just answering a single question, y'all would like me to do it more, go ahead and give me some feedback. Either leave me a review or shoot me an email. That's going to be mainstfinance at gmail.com. Or you can send me a tweet or a DM on Twitter. I'm at Main Street Money. All of those links are going to be in the description below. I hope you all have had a happy new year, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.